2: He's gonna take it. He's got it! He's got Two legends in basketball analysis, with over seventy years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything.
1: You know what can I say? what it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent. I didn't think.
2: All right, let, let's get right to it. Hey,
0: everybody! It's time for the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangri along for the ride Zoom and Podcast, driven by Bet Online. They are your number one source for your all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and a whole lot more. Okay, guys, we get an act. We got an action packed show, as we like to say. Lillard <laughs> goes off. AD's going to return. Staff having temper tantrums. We're going to start with the Celtics, though. Uh, Bob, I'll start with you. The Celtics dropped a couple of games in Florida. I don't think any of us are alarmed. They are an undermanned team uh, right now. So my question to you is, how do you manage the Celtics the rest of the way? Right now, they could obviously win the regular season easily. But is that the most important thing?
1: Well, no, they're not. I I would disagree with that statement right away. Uh, There's no lock here on him having the best record in the East. Uh, They've got two games and a loss right now. That's up. That's all they're up. And uh,
0: but, Bob, let me let me push back a little bit. If they try to have the best record in the East, if they say our goal is to have the best record in the East, don't you think they're the odds-on favor to do it?
1: I, I I think they have. Well, we we have been lauding their depth, and and yet their depth did not quite get the job done in Florida, as we right. know. Um, and that, of course, when you lose four guys to your first six, that's that's really stretching it. I agree, and and that's why I'm not panicking or anything. Uh, we know how good they can be, um, and and so uh, yeah, I think you you, you want to have that that home. You want to have that best record. You don't want to do anything crazy though. Do you want to deviate from the policy of, of Al, What you're doing with Al? Uh, uh, you know, the no back to backs. You have you got two You got two major issues here. You got Al and you got Williams and and how you're going to manage them. And we all know one thing I think the three of us agree on ain't going nowhere very deep in the playoffs without Robert Williams. He's going to he's the difference he's your championship difference. And so they got to treat him with, with TLC and 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 you know and uh, and and it's it's precarious always. Um other than that, you know, don't go crazy with load management for guys like uh, Tatum and Brown. Uh, down the stretch, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm going old school on you here. I'm, I'm, I'm just fed up with some of the stuff that uh, uh, the people to get pulled out of games. But um, that's all. I just think you got to be very careful. I, I'm more concerned that the issue is, or, or, the issues are those two guys I mentioned. That's the issue.
2: So, Gary, can we talk about a guy that we haven't talked about enough on this pod when when discussing the Boston Celtics? Sure. And that that's the trade that might, when we're looking back on it if they win a title this year, we're going to point to this trade as the reason why. And it's the one that they acquired Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Okay. Because he is everything and, and he's been out for the last few games. And that's part of the reason why I think they've struggled. But, you know, the number one question with Malcolm Brogdon when they got him was what injuries, right? He'd been hurt the last few years. He hadn't looked like himself. Uh, and it was like one thing after another is Malcolm Brogdon going to stay healthy. He's, he's played in almost every game, health-wise. I think he's played in 41 of 45 games so far, or something like that. He's only missed a handful of games, and a couple of them have been because of personal reasons here lately. Um, look at how efficient he's been. The other thing was: can he shoot it? You know, he had had a down year or two shooting the ball from deep. Uh, Look at what he's shooting now from three, 46% from three playing with Jason Tate. He's never played with dudes like this before where you can't guard him. You have to pay attention to Tatum and Jalen Brown. And oh, by the way, Malcolm Brogdon in the locker room is a man, right? He's a professional. He's a man. He's all about the right things and winning. And then on the court, he's all about the right things and winning and making the right decisions and moving the basketball. he's almost like having another coach on the court and uh, his efficiency numbers are are ridiculous this year. I mean, he's only playing 24 minutes a game. So his, his, you know, he's only averaging 14 points a game. But if you, if you run that out to, you know, 35 minutes a game, this is a guy. And again, he rebounds well for his position. He passes well, he defends. He is to me again, going back to it, The most important acquisition that this team has had in in the last couple of years.
1: I couldn't believe how easy
2: it was to get him. I was so thrilled that uh, that, well, it
1: was it was was great. And uh, I mean, we kidded about before it was over. Before they got him, I was kidding. I wanted to get Malcolm Brogdon so Grant Williams would have somebody to talk to. You know, so there's another another bonus there. We get a uh, he's a basketball player, capital B, capital P. You know, and 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 yet the only concern. Uh, only the other concern and it was a minor one because of who he is but you just wondered would be okay coming off the bench that's all and apparently that's he's cool. okay coming off the bench so yeah no i i can't definitely him, and him not being in these games i got to believe that, that, that he alone would have made a difference that they would have won those games in florida so, also yeah. do we or have we
0: and maybe i'm late to the game but can we finally say how essential marcus smart is to the team
2: well you know I'm great I've been on that remember that fan yeah. club since he, the day one yeah, yeah. I, I pushed and, back on it cuz I didn't think and, and I don't think Bob you thought he'd ever be like a point guard oh, but but he's turned into a pretty good point guard a goal. year
1: ago at this time right now this they were starting their ascent and the question that and, and what we were marveling about was Hey, he's acting like a real point guard. <laughs> we we doubt it. I doubt it. I, I I said that's he's I love him for what he is great at. I love his defense. Right. I love his moxie. I love he makes plays, you impossible plays. Uh, I like his spirit, his fire, his desire to blah 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 blah. But is he really a point guard? And we, we all know that from that the middle of January until the, the last day of the playoffs, he was a point guard and, and and he can do it if he wants
2: to. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where we say like guys can't change, right? I mean, a lot of times. You make determinations on on guys. Here's what he is because – and I've seen Marcus since he was like 15 years old. So, for me, it was even <laughs> harder to, to to fathom that he could change his game. But, you know, he really did. And, again, you just wonder, you know, sometimes if it's just maturity. Uh, sometimes – it might have been Damon Stoudemire helping him out. Mm. It might have been all the people saying he couldn't be a point guard. Um, but he's run the team well. You know, still, obviously, some of the, the three-pointers he takes – a little, you know, head-scratching at times, but you know what he's doing? He's taking care of the ball now. Yeah. yeah well. I,
0: I, I, one other player I want to talk about uh, from the my, from the last couple of games with the Celtics, well specifically the Miami game, is Bam Adebayo had a night against the Celtics and they lost to Miami, 30 points and 15 rebounds. And when I read this, you know, I looked at his line and I was like, I mean, Jeff, I'll start with you on this. Has this guy underachieved? Because when I, I remember when he came on, I thought he was going to be like a perennial all-star. Is the problem me or is the problem
2: him? You, you're the problem here. Uh, (laughs) You're always the problem here. Uh, Listen, Bam's a, a really good player, but I remember a couple of years ago, I can't remember who it was on ESPN, but I don't know if it was like Perk or somebody else, Richard Jefferson, somebody saying like, they would take Bam out of bio, like, to start a team over anybody because of his his defensive versatility, right? And Bam's a really good player, a really good player. But what Bam can't be is your best player. He can't be your best player because you can't just go to him and just say, get me a bucket. That's not what he is. He's a really good overall all-around player. I, I love Bam, and Bam's gotten better over the years. But again, you're not throwing the ball to Bam in the post. You're not saying a bam, hey, go make a play facing up. He can do some of those things, but that's that's not really what he is. He's a great versatile defender who's a great number two or three guy on a championship team, and that's what he. I mean, that's kind of what he was. He's obviously not a champion, but um, that's what he he was when Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. And I think it's part of the reason Miami can't win a championship. They don't have that dude. Jimmy Butler's a really good player, but I'm not sure he's a, a number one for a championship caliber team. He's that next tier guy. Um, I'm
1: closer to you in this one than I am to, to Gary and that he's better than I thought he would be. And I I thought I liked him in college, you know, but this, I like, I, and I say, I've seen him including the other night when they threw the ball to him and he made a play. Uh, he can't, anyway, it's not, it's not, you don't want to rely on that. He's good. He worries me. I don't like playing him uh, for the Celtics. He's worried. he's been a a problem for the Boston Celtics the last couple of years. So, you know, I just as soon avoid him in the playoffs, but, but, uh, but I respect him. And, and, and he, he, you're right. He's that next level of, 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 of excellent NBA player. You know, you know. what
2: he is? He, he He's the guy that really, and, and remember in the playoffs last year, I remember walking out with him. I forget what game it was, but again, you know, I've known Ben a long time. So, it was it was later on in the series he hadn't been aggressive early in the series against boston at all and it, it it was one of the home games it must have been five what would have been five um and and walking out with him and saying like that's what you need to do you need to be more aggressive your team needs you to be more aggressive and sometimes that's the problem with bam is sometimes he just kind of settles into his role a little bit too much and isn't as assertive and uh you know, obviously, you look at him, and, and he he's a man. I mean, he is an absolute oh, yeah. man. Well,
1: he's a nice player, and uh, yep. anyway, he's a we respect him. And all right, well, we're
0: going to get into Lillard and uh, Anthony Davis coming up. We have to tell you that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more, and also a big part of the uh, Ryan Goodman Tangway along with the Ryan Podcast. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. But Bet Online is truly the fastest and it's the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So, this is how you do it. You head to the website today, or you can do it on your mobile device. You receive 50% off on your welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet Online AG where the game starts. And what a game for Damian Lillard as they defeated Utah 134 to 124. And you want to talk about numbers. And I know Bob Ryan, you love the numbers. We'll start with you. Uh very interesting stats for a guy putting up 60.
1: 21 for 29, 9 for 15 on threes. That's not bad. Yeah. That uh, and only 10 free throws. Well, he was launching from outside. You know, it's a I know it, it, it these are dazzling numbers. Let me give you his uh, January uh, totals okay so january january 8th since january 8th forty, forty four, twenty 30, five, twenty four. 50 36 40 44 25 24 god i should have docked those paycheck 37 and 60 i've let the record show i voted for him in the top 75 i think it was like number 74 or 75 on my list i'm but i'm 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 i know so i've been aboard with him but Uh, what can we say The guys are the guy's a monster? The guy's a tremendous offensive player, period.
2: Yeah, he's fun to watch too. Because again, you know, I I love these guys that that came out of schools that they didn't have their ass kissed. And I think it's part of the reason why Damian Lillard coming out of you know Weber State and Steph Curry coming out of Davidson have been as successful as they've been. I I just remember being at the combine years ago when, when he the year dame was drafted for some reason at the combine that year they only allowed one media person in it was the (laughs) weirdest thing and somehow it was me so i was there watching dame lillard put on one of the greatest shooting displays i've ever seen anywhere at any time on the planet (laughs) and i walked away and i'm like oh my god like how could this guy not be a high lottery pick and again it it was kind of still in the early days of like you know, um, the, the, these NBA scouts and GMs, you know, really finding these under the radar guys, you know, they've found them in the past, but now it's like, they know every one of them. Right. right? And they see him all the time, you know, for, for, for this one, it was like, you know, Dame kind of coming out of nowhere, a little bit out of Weber state. And he, he has, I mean, when you say that Bob, that, that you voted for him one of the top 75 players, I'm like, kind of befuddled in a way. I'm like, wow, like it surprises me. And then you look at what he's done and you're like, you know what, 18, almost 19,000 points. And he's still only 32 years old. He's probably got five years left that averaging in this day and age in the NBA where, you know, a lot of people are putting up crazy numbers. He's going to put up 25 a game probably for the next three, four years at, at minimum.
1: I, uh, I remember thinking, I think one of the reasons that I did, frankly, you know, uh, when you're weighing down, you're getting that good to is that I, I didn't want to go overboard on the old guys. I wanted to make sure I paid sufficient homage to right. the modern game, you know, because, you know, I'm proprietary toward the older guys, naturally. I, I, I'm i trying to protect their, their glory and their image. But I certainly don't want to be some stupid old fart that won't acknowledge that the game, you know, is being played at a very high level now and, and shooting, especially shooting. And this guy is a tremendous player. So, you know, that I, I, but that was a tough decision, I think, in the end for me, but I put him in 75. Glad I did.
0: Uh, Jeff, do you think that the reason some of these guys were flying under the radar, and now with social media and video, the way we're all connected, I mean, it's very hard for somebody to go unknown in any part of the world. But do you think part of the reason was that young athletes in all sports are, crowned can't miss kids when they're like 14 when they're 15 you know I, I've just seen this in other sports where you have a kid who's like 13 or 14 years old and they go oh that's the kid you can't you know and then you go well let's wait and see what, what about the 14 or 15 year old kid let's wait and see when they're 20 well, you know I think Imani we Bates.
2: I think we put a label on young athletes too soon well that's this kid Amani Bates right now and he just came off a game where he so his, his, his story is 15 years old. He was on the cover of sports illustrated number one player next uh, KD not LeBron, but he kind of looked like KD at the same stage. And then he kind of leveled off a little bit and uh, reclassified went to Memphis last year, averaged about 10 points a game. Didn't go well transferred to Eastern Michigan. He's from Ypsilanti transferred back home, gotten a little issue before the season, having a gun in his car suspended and, um, went for 43 two nights ago, but the team is like four and 16 right now. Right, And the big question is, again, did too much come too soon for this kid? Sure, I did. Too much attention. And the answer is absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, impo- and I talked to him for a while about this. <clears throat> and he said, like, it was, I was miserable because the expectations were so high and I wasn't ready yeah, as a 15 year old kid, I wasn't ready to be on sports. I thought it was really cool at the time, but looking back on it now, it was it was too much to throw at a kid.
1: Uh, this is a common athletic phenomenon theme in all sports. Uh, as we you were speaking, a couple of things I want to say. But you were speaking, I was thinking about other guys in other sports that that were cursed with the unlimited potential thing. You know, and and I remember when Gabe Kapler came to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. No way! I'm just saying. Gabe Kapler came to the Red Sox. He was one of those guys that, when he broke into baseball, had this unlimited potential thing, and and it didn't work out. Right. That way. and he, that's how and and you know I remember talking because he's uh, talking to him about it, and because he is one of the more cerebral players that I've ever dealt with in any sport at any time in history, of baseball, and he was able and willing to articulate what this was all about. Now, uh, okay, I'm just saying this happens. the football. Remember uh, what was a, a Ron the. the Rob Paulus, Paulus was supposed yeah, to win he multiple it. Heisman. Remember, Bino uh, Cooks. I mean, I was a
0: running back Marcus Dupree. I mean, there's Marcus so Dupree.
1: The, oh, the great. Well, that's the great Willie Morris book. You know, The the, the but uh, anyway, that's not bury the lead, however, about the other night's game. He scored 29 consecutive Eastern Michigan points in the midst of that game. Yes. 29 straight awesome. by one man. Now they
2: lost the game. <laughs> they lost yeah. that game. But he was awesome. All right. How old is he
0: now, Jeff? How old is he now?
2: I mean, he's probably only 19.
0: Okay, but that's my point now, is that when you look at Damian Lillard, I guess to bring it back to what we were discussing, at 15, did somebody look at Damian Lillard and go, no, and then they wrote him off? Yes. I mean, that's the insanity of it, right, Bob, is you look at a Damian Lillard or you look at, um, I mean, anybody, a John Moran or any of these guys, you know, and you go, oh, at 15, he's not going to be a player. Then See, By the time
2: they get to 20, it, everything's changed. The yeah. best players right now, most of them in the NBA, are honestly guys that didn't get their ass kissed. I mean, obviously, you've got LeBron and KD. Sure. Well,
1: concurrent with that in the current NBA, though, is that so many of the good players are not American, correct? And So, you know, you know, Giannis, no Jokic, uh, you know, Vucevic, on and on it goes, Doncic. You know, so that's another phenomenon. That's a, they might have uh, gotten their ass
2: kissed. They might have gotten their ass kissed. Well, I don't country.
1: think. All right. But then. I don't you know, know. So, but. Um, cool. All right. I got a quiz for you. Quick time before we get. Yeah. Who's the greatest player in the history of Eastern Michigan? Uh,
2: Boykins, Boykins. <laughs> Earl Boykins. He's second. Uh, who's first?
0: <laughs> I know this. I know this. I I, I, I lost it.
2: Iceman. I Gervin. Love George Gervin.
0: We talked about him last week. Wow. Iceman, uh, that's right. We talked about Earl.
1: it. Earl Boykins, by the way, is the smallest guy ever to score either forty or fifty or something in, in, in the NBA. Good,
2: I forgot the Iceman. It's
1: a forgotten. That's one of those sadly forgotten little phenomena. You know, everybody remembers Muggsy Bogues, and God just should. And we could, but but Earl Boykins made his little mark too at five five.
0: <laughs> uh, one guy who is not small in stature. Uh, that's uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, we are expecting his return. So now let's talk about the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, as we speak, when we're recording this, are like a game out of the play-in game, you know? So they're like a game out of the 10th spot. So how are we feeling about the Lakers? How are we feeling about AD? And do the Lakers need to make a deal, Bob?
1: Uh, number one, there are nine teams separated by two games in the loss column, starting at number five. So any anything and everything can happen in terms of, the, of course, they're in the mix. Of course, they got a shot. Of course, they should be thinking about, they can get up, I mean, they're only two, two games out of the fifth spot. Right. And the loss. So come on, of course they're in it. They just made a deal that uh, I'm curious to see what Jeff thinks, you know, about Hachimura. Um, you know, he can shoot the ball. Uh, they, we all know they need, they need to space the floor. They get to shoot shoot. Uh, is this just a, a minor little thing or could it be something Jeff?
2: I mean, for them, it could be, again, it could be enough to, to win him a couple of games, right? He could help win him a couple more games. And if he does that, like you said, you go from where you're in the playing game, to where you're fifth or sixth. And, you know, listen, right now you look at it, you're telling me you wouldn't want to finish sixth and draw Sacramento in the first round? Oh, sure. I mean, like, I'll take my chances with a healthy Anthony Davis, LeBron, oh, uh, and Sacramento.
1: So, we all, not, nothing has changed. I don't think the three of us would disagree that, that a healthy Anthony Davis is a makes, makes him somebody you don't want to mess around with. I mean, and, guys, we need him
0: ball. From, from an entertainment perspective, excuse me from an entertainment perspective, we need the Lakers in the mix. I mean, we do. I mean, I, I we love the Warriors, but let's face it. You know, the NBA to me is just, and this is, I love this. Some curious don't, but you know, I love the the flash and the dash and the big names of the NBA. I love it. I love the stars. I mean, Bob, we need the Lakers coming out of the West.
1: We do, because it's just so blah without them. People, I know, it's... I know it's not very dazzling uh, uh, right now. Thinking about the best team could be either Denver or Memphis, or, or I still think right in the mix with a healthy Zion, I wouldn't dismiss them either in, in New Orleans. Well, I but, think
0: Zion has star power. I like mean, I don't, see. I don't know how it would work out. I mean, I don't know how, but I mean, if, if somehow the Lakers and Zion met in the playoffs, Bob, that's a flipping series. I mean no, if no. I'm a TV executive, I'm out of my
2: mind. I four think, five, we need that in the four or five game. Yeah. Somehow. You know, now we do you yeah, know, we will we
1: still we would have, you know, Ja involved in, in the play. I'm just saying about star power. I'm talking about guys I want to see. I always want to see Ja play, you know. Sure. And and you know, and and Vukovic, I mean excuse me I keep saying Vucevic, although he's having no, a good The one team, Zoom.
2: guys, the one team you're looking at and you're like Sacramento. I like Sacramento. I know Bob loves Sacramento because they gets a Because it got my one of my all-time yeah, favorite players. I get it, but like they're that team that still people are going to look at and be like, eh, I don't really want to watch no. Lakers play Sacramento. And and, and look at the playing teams right now. Like Minnesota. Eh, uh, you know, like you need Golden State or the Lakers to me in that play. And that's what made it great when when the play-in series started, right? They were both in it, I think that right. Didn't they I, play I mean, in the, the Nets, didn't the Nets do it? in the east once. So yeah, you need you need a couple intriguing things for the play the yeah. playing game has worked ultimately <laughs> because you've had stars in the playing game. That that you know their teams just have been banged up or they've been hurt uh but I I think the Lakers if you can somehow find a way to protect Anthony Davis um maybe they can make a run. By the way, by the time we're doing the next pod guys we could be talking about the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Yeah, uh, not being Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. do you need? One hundred
1: and
2: seventy-eight, one hundred fifty-seven. I believe. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Okay. Oh,
1: he'll. Yeah. Uh, well, if not, then it's the one after that. So. Right. Oh yeah, he had forty-eight the other night in, in defeat. He's, How do you feel about that, Bob? Oh, I think it's appropriate. I mean, he's going to wind up with the most games ever played. Robert Parrish you know, holds that record. By the way, he's going to wind up with the most games ever. This is, over half his life has been spent in the NBA now, you know, well over half his life, and um, he's, you know, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's, phenomenon. I mean, no, I, I have no problem with it. Um, rec- you know, on the old records are made to be broken thing, and uh, I never assumed that somebody couldn't come along and 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 be, uh, beat out Kareem. And if anybody's going to do it, in 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 our experience in the last twenty years, of course it's this guy. So I have no problem with it at all. He, I think he deserves to have that record. Oh, by the way, one i to be a little aside. We're talking about Golden State for a second, okay? Um, I, I, I looked at the box score from last night, uh, and I'm—I'm I'm thinking how the game—it just spells out how the game has changed with regard to the respect and need for a big man, a five man in the NBA. That uh, they—they—they're going with a three guard lineup, and Jeff, you know, in the in the in, in the history of the NCAA, we're always intrigued when a co- a good college team has three guards and two forwards and no center, right? Yes. Well, the Warriors <laughs> started the three guards again last night. And of course, they had like 60 some points among them. And uh, uh, I got to throw this one out there. I've been saying for years and years that the greatest three man backcourt in the history of the NBA was the Pistons and uh, uh, the bad boy Pistons with 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 uh, Isaiah, Joe and, and Vinny. And, that, and I'll stand on that. But uh, this one right now is as good as any that's ever been in any given point
2: of time. Yeah, this three-man backcourt. would you not agree yes yeah I, I would put it up there yeah i mean i think it, it it might end up being better than that
1: oh it might very well be Pool's so young now question how much longer does this clay have to give and well those two guys in their age so it's going to be but over the next right now starting now and going over maybe another year or so this could be the they're, they're in the they're, they can make a case we're the greatest all around scoring backcourt in history in the nba
0: well, I mean, Jeff, how do you feel? We are Bob Stutz. Can they win it without a big man?
2: The state? Yeah. I mean, they can come out of the West. I don't think they can win it, but I think they can come out of the West. The West is just so, I mean, it's crazy looking at it now, how it's flipped. I mean, Phoenix is obviously wow. they've been banged up too. But, you know, you got these teams and these, these dominant players that are getting older, frankly, you know, Chris Paul for Phoenix and LeBron, you know, they're, they're kind of on their way out and, you know, the kind of warriors
1: themselves. I mean, the the core guys, I mean, how Draymond's 32, at least. Right. And the other guys who we know, so, Oh no, they got to get it done. I mean, this is the,
2: the, the, the window as we say is closing, but it ain't shut. It is not shut. I have a number for you on, on, you know, here it is the all time leader in in points scored. Um, LeBron James has made uh, 2,222 three-pointers. In his NBA oh, career. Okay. That's Kareem, another... hey, hey, Bob, Kareem made one. One. He did, did make one. one. 18? Had to be at the end of the 24 second clock. <laughs> we need right? video. I got to see what it is. Oh, I'd love to see it. Right. Me too. No, but that, that is
1: anytime we have these discussions about scoring. By the way, Millard uh, uh, was appropriately humble when informed that he's had now, that was his sixth 60 point game. Wilt had 32. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but. But well, okay, now let me throw in this into the debate. Uh, would you agree that Wilt and Kareem, their shots or their op- uh, modus operandi was of a higher percentage than what LeBron and some of these guys do today? So well, if you're taking a 10 foot hook shot that nobody can block, is that easier uh, than making a three?
1: Uh, well, especially Wilt in late career, Wilt had three phases of his career. And in the final phase, he didn't want to shoot, he just wanted to, you, you know, he only wanted the finger roll and dunk. And and one year, you know, he did shoot seventy percent on the floor. Shoot, quote unquote. Well, yeah, he just was listed, you know. And that's anyway, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they're different players, but Kareem's hook remains the the most famous single shot in the history of basketball. On well, stop. Did anybody ever and, block and, it? Oh, I'm sure. Maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe you know. Will um, they had a playoff series the year after the Lakers won in 71-72. I mean, after after excuse me, after the Bucks won. And and uh, the Lakers beat them, and, and Wilt really held his own very 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 well. Aging Wilt against young Kareem, I wouldn't be surprised if he got his hand on one or so. I'd love that uh, he could have. And Nate that, Thurman, uh, Nate Thurman, who Kareem had said is the toughest guy to, for me to play, was a, uh, uh he may very well have gotten his hand on one. Yeah, I mean, Calvin did too. Who knows?
0: That's a video, man. That's a video.
1: Oh, um, that, that's like talking about the 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 dinosaurs roaming the earth. You look at the centers in the NBA in the early seventies <laughs> and the ABA. Yeah, and some of the greatest center names in the history of basketball all played. It's it, it just wholly different game. It just you know the, we couldn't have foreseen the the hostile takeover of the three or anything like what we're seeing today. And they can't imagine what it was like today if you're if you're a basketball fan of uh, what what that game was like watching those guys play.
0: Uh, Jeff, did you want to comment on Steph getting tossed? Uh, is yeah, it I mean, frustrating setting in?
2: Yeah, he. You know, the good thing. They've all been for throwing his mouthpiece (laughs) into the crowd out of frustration. Last night, the frustration was about a teammate, about Jordan Poole. So, you know, Steph's about as classy as it gets. I know people are upset with Steph over the last few years that he's celebrating a little bit more than, than he certainly did early in his career. I'll still put Steph Curry up against any superstar I've ever been around in any sport, okay, in any sport these days that that's, that stayed humble. That's not forgotten where they've come from. That has right. not changed. Steph Curry to me again, like I'll take him, man. He, he, he's all about the right things. You know, I believe that he's the most
1: influential basketball player of
2: the 21st century because of the,
1: what he's done with the three and had every kid in America and, and, you know, and ships at sea want to shoot the three, but you're right. It, the, the whole package, he's the most rootable superstar for you. You're a parent. In America, and you want to point your basketball-loving boy or girl to an individual to to look up to, you start with Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, to wrap things up, guys, uh, how do we feel, Bob? I'll start with you about John Morant walking the dog. It's been very controversial. Do we know? Or do you know what I speak of?
1: Well, only tangentially. I read about this. I didn't. I, I, I haven't
0: seen it. Or um. Well, uh, it's a thing to set it up. It, it's a thing now where I find it frustrating. But I see high school players do it. I see kids do it all the time. And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes. And what it, what it is is now Morant has started this trend, Jeff, of just letting the ball roll up the floor. So oh, the 24-second clock doesn't start until he picks it up at like half court. Okay. That's, walking the dog. And now uh,
1: it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, wow. wait a minute. this is a tactic that's been, I'd say it's, it's prevalent in the last 20 years. And the thing I don't understand is how, why anybody does it if your team is leading, you're supposed to do it. If your team is losing, you need the clock. That's what I thought was the point. That's whenever everybody had done it, you know, who drove me crazy doing it. Dennis Schroeder last year, Dennis Schroeder did it and, and, and drove me nuts. I was glad to see him go. And uh, I, I, I it can be exaggerated, you know, and I, I always hope it's going to backfire on somebody, you know, somebody.
0: I hope somebody gets up and just gets their tail up there and steals the ball when they do it. It's always I'm saying,
1: you know, I want to see it backfire, but you know, it, it you know, it, I'm not going to go overboard about it, I, I you know, but I'm not a fan of it. But because I think you do it, it, it it's stupid if he's
2: doing it when you're winning. That doesn't make any sense.
0: I don't you know. Goodman. I, okay. I was hoping for a Bob Ryan rant. We we're looking for like, flex.
2: I feel like they just do it. Are they doing it because they realize like all this, this time adds up and they get another possession and it might, you know, it, it adds to the numbers in the sport, the <laughs> offensive production. I, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, like you said, if you're down, Late in the game, I get it. Obviously, that's why that's
1: when when I first saw it. And but it it wasn't I'd say it started about 20 years ago. Yeah, it
0: wasn't every once in a great while. Yeah, every once in a great while it was late in
1: the game when you were losing. Period. End of story. Now it's like having this discussion. Well, it's like what can I say? I don't wanna I'm not gonna play fuddy duddy on it here. If he wants to do it, fine.
0: (laughs) All right, Jeff Goodman, Bob Ryan, always a pleasure, fellas. Uh, the Bob Ryan Jeff Goodman Tangway along for the ride and podcast brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Gentlemen, until next week.
2: Yes, good. That was fun. See you next week.